You shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. Stuck your sorries in a sack, mister. I'm sorry, I thought this was America. I'm sorry! Congratulations! You've unlocked all apologies. The show about apology tours and demanding satisfaction. I'm your host, Andy Q. Public, and with me from womb to tomb is my co-host, Joe Sixpack. What's up, everybody? 666. All right. So for this first bit, I went, you know, it's the holiday season. It was recently Thanksgiving. And I'm like, there's got to be like some holiday apologies, you know, somebody getting trampled on Black Friday or something like that. So I went looking for apologies and I was like, "Uh, Christmas apology. And what I found was this video from 2008 from uh, Spill Audio. Um, I found it relevant because right now we're just coming off the SAG-AFTRA, the Writers Guild strike. And back in 2008... Oh, thank God. We can go back to having one million Law & Order shows on TV. Oh, you're right there. Instead because... of one million game shows that are terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're way ahead of the game here, Andy. <laughs> uh, 2008... Essentially the same thing. Apparently, this is the time of year that the writers choose to strike because they know everybody's going to be in front of their TV. And if they fuck this all up, then it'll fuck up, you know, the holiday season for everybody. (laughs) And so that's the only leverage that they think they can have over, like, studios and production companies and stuff is just like, you better give us what they want or... Uh, everybody will be forced to watch a bunch of bullshit over the holidays. So, clip David one. Spade's snake oil. <laughs> you know, Christmas is a time for giving, for understanding, for, for apologizing. It's time for love. And I thought I would take this chance to apologize to the noble writers of the WGA. Uh, if it's not clear, this is sarcastic. So he's not really apologizing to them. Who is this? Uh, the guy that wrote this, uh, the channel was called Spill Audio. Okay. I mean, what's... It's just a, a computer, a, a cartoon character sitting in front of a computer as you hear this voiceover. Hmm. All, right. All right. So he's just saying, hey, I just want to apologize to the WGA. Maybe you should. Scab. Uh, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Um, you guys were right all along. Without you and your strike, I wouldn't have American Gladiators brought back to primetime television. Without you and your strike, I wouldn't get brand new game shows or reality series with uh, musical has-beens putting together choirs. Without you, I wouldn't have an extra-long season of American Idol complete with an extra episode every week. Yeah, thanks a lot for all of that. And this really that's, that's that's on you, WGA. It's as true today as it was back then because yep. everything was oh, 90 minute survivor episodes yep. and 90 minute amazing race because yeah. we got nothing else. Right. Yeah. Get ready for uh, everybody, all the networks swapping content. You know, it's like, oh, uh, Yellowstone was on Paramount, right? Yeah. Oh, well, now it's on Peacock. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, anything else out there? No, not really. Yeah. You take what you can get. I guess I'll watch Peacemaker for the fourth time. Now now you're talking. Yep. So thank you, writers. 
thank you, WGA. You guys have made my TV watching for the next six months incredible. Thank you. And Merry Christmas. And yeah, that's the boat we're in now. Yeah. yeah we get ready for all of that shit, everyone. Hope you love it. Don't worry yet. It's just a poorly produced piece. It's like turning all the knobs. How do I make this sound good? Now it just sounds like shit. Because like, guy doesn't... Because everybody's oh, on spill strike. audio alone. Oh, fuck him. Who cares? He's on our side. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure he's great. He was probably a Nazi sympathizer. All right. Well, that brings us to our feature uh, apology of the show. And today we are talking about the late, great Don Imus. Now, who? Yeah. For Rochester Ray, Don Imus was a media personality on uh, MSNBC and other radio stations over the years. Fifteen years ago, he famously got into some hot water while trying to make light of the appearance of the girls rutgers basketball team mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we're gonna pick this up i my first couple of well, clips are of the offense proper let's but. set this up maybe a little bit more for sure. anybody who may uh be familiar with us because of how stuttering john is covered on watp so if you if you're not familiar with kind of the long history way way back of howard stern if you've never seen private parts Right, Don Imus is like the prick in private parts where Howard finally hits it big and he's going to meet his, you know, somebody he respects. And then Imus treats him like absolute shit. Yeah, and Don so, Imus was kind of the Howard Stern before Howard Stern. Exactly. He was like cock of the walk and just the guy, like the guy with the golden voice at his radio station that was getting all of the percentages and all the numbers were because of. Don Imus's show. Right. And then Howard Stern shows up and Don Imus calls him a prick. Well, yeah. So I'm actually, well, the medium is dead now. So nobody's really come in to dethrone Howard Stern. He's just feeble on the throne, like, I don't know, that guy in Lord of the Rings who's being mind wormed or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, Don Imus is at this point where Howard Stern is currently in 2023. Where Howard is now, oh, that's yeah. where Don Imus is in these clips. That's right. He's like just an old, out of touch fogey, uh, fumbling his way through the media at this point. Yeah, you might think that you're listening to Howard Stern, but this is actually Don Imus. <laughs> and they're watching a clip of the female Rutgers basketball team playing. I think this is Tennessee that they're playing. Girls from Rutgers, man, they got tattoos and. Some hardcore hoes. That's a, that's a nappy-headed hose there. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> oh, man. man, that's some... Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. What? Now, if you're a wokester looking to be offended, you can come at this from almost any angle and start writing the network to cancel Imus. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that you can pick and choose what you want to be offended by. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, this is kind of a context thing, too, right? Like, he didn't say, because of, like, F- FCC, like, there was, this is the era of you can't swear, you can't say anything. So people are, like, desperately trying to be edgy in in some type of way. Mm-hmm. And this is how, uh, you know, a guy who was born 
you know, during the slave well, era. Yeah, he should have been retired. still trying to be funny, right? They, but the, these old guys don't know how to ride off into the sunset triumphantly. Right. right. You have to show them the door. Right, yeah. It, that's a great point, because Howard's there now, too. Right. It's just like, just retire, dude. Like, I, I know, yeah, you can keep collecting a paycheck and keep signing a contract. That'll always be available. But all you're doing is ruining your own legacy. This is your future, sitting and apologizing. I don't know how Howard can't read the numbers, like, and see the writing on the wall. Because it's only subscriptions on Sirius. There's no numbers. They're lying. Like, he's lying to himself. Somebody is lying to him. Trying to... Well, well Sirius knows that as soon as Howard leaves, yeah. that the company's taken. Oh, that's why they... Yeah. So they just keep him around. Yeah. But I don't know but who's the other showing part, up for that. The other part is he's finally in the place where he always wanted to be, right? Like, uh, doing his show from home... Doing it once a week or whatever. This isn't a show about is. Howard Stern. We'll do a Howard Stern apology some mm, other time. Mm, mm. Look at you now. <laughs> but one of the co-hosts, uh, Charles, decides to get in on the act here. I, and uh, by the act, I mean Imus's modern day minstrel show that he's doing in 2008. And uh, <clears throat> the girls from Tennessee, they all look cute, you know. So, like, kind of like a, I don't know. Spike Lee thing. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Jingaboos versus the Wannabes. Yeah, that the movie that he had. Yeah, it was a tough... Um, Do the right thing. I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I'd have wanted to beat Rutgers or not, but they did, right? Oh, shut the fuck up. Good one, Charles. You're not <laughs> Spike Lee. Do you want to do the Chris Rock bit like Michael Scott now? No, he's going to do the Chris Rock bit like uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you give the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio speech from Django Unchained next? Why don't you try that? <laughs> yeah. So Don and Charles write an apology to who is not made clear, but it's not accepted. And The president of Rutgers, yeah, dear yeah. Bob Rutgers. Yeah. So that's wholly rejected by the media, lynch mob collectively. Friday, I apologize for some remarks that I made and others made, but particularly ones that I made, uh, on this program to the women's basketball team at Rutgers University. And it was a straightforward uh, apology that Charles and I wrote. And uh, I did oh, uh, offer any, I didn't think it was necessary to offer any excuse. No, I don't think there is now. I didn't think there was any uh, uh, need for me to put into any sort of context what happens on this program. Did, I think you do. You just don't get the context, Joe. This is <laughs> this is not that big a deal at Klan rallies or Trump rallies. <laughs> any rally, really. Well, it's, we, it's fine. You know, it's, it's the Dynamis show. It, it's it's fine. Well, I just want to. We we've skipped a little bit. I, I I just want to point out. I think, or correct me if I'm wrong. You played like the two. Don and Charles, mm-hmm. and now this is actually the apology. You've moved into the apology. Oh, here, correct. Right? Yeah, maybe I so the, we, didn't we, set that. Up. Those first two clips were the offense. This is that's the first clip of the quote unquote apology. Here. Correct. Yeah. Thank you for qualifying. Somebody's got to keep both. I got to keep this place on track. <laughs> yes, that's why we keep Joe around. And everyone knows uh, what Don is up to over there. It's just a good natured comedy show. Because I unwisely just assumed that. Everybody knows, and obviously they don't. And I didn't think it was um, important to uh, talk about what I do with my life, what my wife does with her life, and and who I am, because uh, 
I thought it was important that I apologize to these young women and to that coach and to their parents and to you for what I said, and so that's what I did. I'm built different. I'm built different. I've never, ever listened to one single minute of a Don Imus show. Have you? No. Yeah. And I don't even know what the... Like, if you didn't know what was going on, I would be completely lost in whatever he's talking about so far. And with it's no, nonsensical. With no research done, I can say with 100% certainty that neither has any one player of the Rutgers basketball team. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows For what's sure. going on on Don Imus's show. Yeah. And, until they hear this soundbite out of context. Even in context. No, that was part of the problem. I mean, he he covers it. Uh, I'll I'll wait till you get to it. I don't know if you clipped it, but I'll, yeah, but let's keep this going. Is, this is the whole thing that you oh, listen to. It's, you, you have all of it chunked. It's up. Very linear. All of it's in there. So okay. So I think the other thing that maybe we have to talk about in this instant. What what, what did we say? Two thousand seven. Yes. So social media is not as prevalent as it is now. So he'll he'll talk about this in a minute. Nobody really cared about this until, like, newspaper reporters started writing about it and giving their take on what a a out-of-touch octogenarian he is or whatever. Yeah, I think I referenced this later in uh, a different clip, but I'm pretty sure Don Imus is inventing cancel culture right here. Yeah. We're watching it be invented right now. Yeah, Andy and I are on a hunt to figure out the exact moment cancel culture (laughs) was invented. This could be it. (laughs) So Don's got some splaining to do, and there's only one man that can decide Don's fate. And uh, that was before any newspaper articles. That was the first opportunity um, that I had, and I may discuss that with, well, it depends on what Reverend Sharpton asks, but I'm going to appear on Reverend Al Sharpton's radio program this afternoon. It's not, uh, I'm not sure what time. Uh, It's not broadcast in New York, but it's broadcast all over the country, and y'all can hear it. It's Sharpton Talk, S-H- A-R-P-T-O-N, SharptonTalk.net on the computer deal. You you know that if you're on Al Sharpton's radar, you stepped in some shit. Yeah. Well, uh, you also know that if you're saying things like on a computer deal, (laughs) that you've lost all control of your life. Yeah. You're really uh, in touch with the the heartbeat of culture and society because your because your pewter isn't working right why are you being made bro yeah but al sharpton's got the moral high ground and a whole deck of race cards that he's gonna play against you when you go on that show so well he's good luck he's uh, the, uncle don he's the embodiment of uh all of black culture basically you apologize to reverend al and that's and then, then you're done That's what Andy and I are working towards, actually. We would like to be the Al Sharpton of apology shows. Come apologize here, and you're done. Yeah. Every, all of racism should just be uh, resolved in the squared circle. You bring your champion, and and (laughs) the other other side will bring their champion, and then whoever wins, you know, gets, uh, you know, good. The, the golden uh, apology, the, the what? I don't know, the golden tissue. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, I'm cutting all that out. All right, Don has an obligation to try and save his own job. So um, I apologized on Friday, and then uh, there was a barrage, 
as you perhaps know, newspaper articles over the weekend and uh, some this morning and a number of prominent people calling for me to be fired and so on. And so I have a responsibility this morning to provide uh, some context and proportionality to who I am or what I do. And I don't want anybody to think that this, uh, that I'm trying to weasel out of these remarks. Are you a psychiatrist? this is some kind of excuse. Because there isn't any excuse for what I said. Right. And now you have to eat shit publicly because you thought that you were a, a, a public, like a fixture at the station. Yeah. It's like, you can't replace me. <laughs> and now, Don Imus, Don Imus is like, why are you bringing up old shit? <laughs> yeah. And you got to, like I, like I said before, this is all pre-Black Lives Matter and critical race theory. He doesn't even realize that he's a racist. <laughs> well, also, pointing out, like, this has been going on forever, right? Like, we're now, like, almost 20 years past this. It's all, it's only gotten worse. Uh, really? Oh, yeah. You know, nothing's really gotten better about it. Well, I mean, worse, better... Well, amplified, From, right? Who's who's to say? It's just amplified. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. How can't. about this? It hasn't changed at all. You just know more about each side. I, I can just find out that Don Imus is a racist a lot faster now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say don't police language because it's going to make it a lot harder for me to figure out who the pieces of shit are around me. Right? Like. I want that guy saying fucked up shit over here so I can just be like, oh, <laughs> I'll avoid this man. That's good. You point. know, like we, if the more you, the more you police language, the harder it is for me to figure out who's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I used to get teamed up with, uh, white guys, uh, truck driving, like delivering. Oh, and- they're, uh, they're very woke people, right? Truck drivers? Oh yeah. You're yeah. driving around the city and they have nothing but nice things to say about the people that you see out the window. Yeah. No, the opposite. They think just because you're because you're both white guys, yeah. that you're both against black people, and you couldn't. Po- I couldn't be, possibly be a, a white guy with a black wife. They don't have the intelligence to drive this truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you, you just get uh, blindsided with it a lot mm-hmm. in my industry that I decided to leave yeah maybe we have a lot of um i don't know if any of watp's mexican audience has filtered over to here yet but navigating racism as a white man is a challenge if you're not super racist you know yeah (laughs) if you're only like marginally racist it's really hard to find like figure out who is super racist yeah yeah it'd be so much easier if i was just a straight-up racist yeah (laughs) you know how much easier life would be (laughs) But Don is uh, stepping up and taking accountability in this next clip. And I don't and I and I don't I'm not inclined to try to weasel out of these comments, which is why uh, when I reached out to Reverend Sharpton and he invited me on his program, I'm grateful that he's allowing me to come talk to him and his audience. So he's still calling me to be fired. That's his right. But at least he's going to let me talk to him. So. Oh, how nice of him. Reverend Sharpton is going to let me say my piece before he calls for my termination, which is the right thing to do. (laughs) I I have to uh, come on Reverend Sharpton's show and eat shit. And uh, Al Sharpton is, they're both attention whores. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Yes. I mean, it certainly comes off that way, or at the time it did. You know, Al, Al Sharpton had that reputation. He's, of, he's a civil rights ambulance chaser. Yeah. If there's a, if somebody is not following the civil rights playbook, Al Sharpton is there to be the voice for people that don't have a voice. And right? I would say and the like, other side of that they is... They don't need you, dude. But the other side of that is if... Like he's the the one they're shoving out front, you know, and saying uh, we need somebody to address this, you know, or if nobody's Do going to address they? it, are we really? Well, I mean, I don't know, because what Don Imus says is I reached out to L. Sharpton. So Imus brought L. Sharpton into this. So let's not shit on L. Sharpton as an ambulance chaser when Don Imus reached out to him. I'm not That's saying true, like but... in the pet history would say, yeah, you're correct. But. There's also a level of accountability that should be taken. Yeah. And well, I'd know, rather hear from the, the girls' basketball team than L. Sharpton, well, personally. I, I mean, Imus is just going to go on there and be like... I'm trying not to think of myself as a piece of shit. Correct. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Imus is going to put this whole thing in the Rucker basketball team's perspective now. Um, these young women... At Rutgers, they don't know who I am. I mean, they pick the paper up and they don't know. They, they don't know whether I'm some right-wing, a uh, racist nut. Whether I was angry, whether it was some kind of diatribe, whether I was drunk. Uh, they don't know whether whether I just came on the radio and said, "Hey, the young women of the Rutgers are yada yada." Yes, they're yada yada. Mm-hmm. No, the Rutgers basketball team just thinks that the guy from Grand Torino is a Tennessee fan. That's what they think. They don't know anything about your show. No. Nor do they want to. Don who? Yeah. And I feel like Don makes a decent point here, though. So let me provide a context briefly for them. Not as an excuse. Not that it makes this okay. Nothing makes this okay. But there's a difference between premeditated murder and an accidental, and the gun going off accidentally. I mean, somebody still gets shot. But the charges are dramatically different. Ask Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I mean, there is a difference between ignorance and hate speech. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Don, there's no place for this kind of ignorance on a network television slash radio program. So, you know, maybe start your own podcast on Rumble, Don. Yeah. That's, that's the move. Yeah, they created a platform for this type of uh, show. Um, you know, he, there's all, he's, he's missing the point all the way around all the time, basically on this. I, I don't even know why, why are they commenting on this? Why is he? Yeah. Cause he's about to get fired. No, no. I mean like the game. He's trying is, to save his own job. What they said, Tennessee, Tennessee's oh, playing. Oh, why are Rutgers? they commenting on the basketball game? Why are they commenting on the basketball game? Oh, Ed was, seems was, to know something. It was deep into the Speak up, Ed. Uh, I have a mic. Just uh, yell. It no. was deep into the NCAA tournament yeah. that year. That yeah. was in March. Um, okay. For the women's NCAAs. When, I, I so this is women's I, NCAA basketball yeah. it, it championship. Might been, it, it might have been like the Final Four. So it's kind of in the news or whatever oh, because yeah, it yeah. was playoffs. Yes. It's okay. the finals. Who Everybody gives a fuck about women's basketball, hey, though? Now, now you're talking. Now you're, now you're catching Let's cut on. Let's to the real heart of the matter here. Why even bring this up on your show, on your terrible piece of shit show, 
that was bad before this even happened, that no one cared about it, and now you did this, like, you should be like, oh, shit, people care about our show again. I'm going to do more of this. It's because Don has a long, proud history of being a fool on the radio. This program has been for 30 or 35 years a program that makes fun of everybody. It makes fun of me, uh, and it makes fun of everybody on the planet. And sometimes it makes fun of me to a vicious standpoint. Does that mean I get to say something about the Rutgers women? Of course not. But that's the context in which we operate here. Is it appropriate? Well, we'll talk about that a little later because that's got to change some of that. That's right. I'm surprised he didn't start saying, oh, you're mad about this now? Well, what about five years ago when I said that the USC team looked like the guy that raped me in prison? Like, why are we mad about this? I've said all kinds of crazy shit over the years. Right. It's just because technology is catching up to you, old man. Yeah. Now everybody knows what a racist asshole you are. Once we upload all the microfiche into the computer who's he, what's it, we're going to know everything that you said. When it's the interwebs catch up with all my doddering old man shit that I'm done for. <laughs> Some things are just off limits, though, Joe. Because some people don't deserve to be made fun of, like these young women who played for the national championship in basketball. They played for the national championship. They beat Duke. And then they played Tennessee in the national championship. They don't need me to try to be funny about them. and But they don't know that I was trying to be funny. They don't know what this program is about. I mean, because uh, I call my wife the green hoe, does that mean I can call? No, of course not. I mean, that's a repugnant suggestion to suggest that I think because we make fun of everybody or because I get made fun of that it's okay to make fun of them because it's not okay to make fun of them. They play women's basketball. Everyone everywhere makes fun of women's basketball. Yeah. Everyone. And then they, Across the board. And then they brought weed to Russia and got arrested. I mean, no one gives a shit unless something like that is happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure making fun of women's basketball is going to be the next thing that you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. But, Joe, get your bingo card out because Ooh. here's... This one is always blank on every everybody's card, but it's going to... We're all going to check one off right here. That's what we do, and that's the context. So I want these, and I've reached out. I, had, I talked to Reverend DeForest Soares last night for 45 minutes. I had a great conversation with him. He's calling for me to be fired, but he's a decent, brilliant man and a great evangelist. And, and, and he said, I believe you. And he said, you know, you don't need a, we don't need to come to Jesus situation here. <laughs> he, said, you, the, the, he said, you know what the enigma of this is, the, the tragedy is, he said that I believe you, that you're a good man. He said, and you said this. You said this. What are they saying? What, what are, well, he's named a couple of people that I won't name. But. Well, thank God Don's consulting with his spiritual leaders yeah. about how to navigate this sticky wicket. These are not his spiritual leaders. And that irritates me to no end because that is like a cop's tact. That's what a cop, that's the tact a police officer takes. Are you saying oh, this reverend guy yeah. was trying he's to just like giving him good cop vibes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, I believe you. Yeah. I'm I'm on your side. Yeah. You know, like and you know what? You're a good guy. 
and you just did a bad thing. Here's and some just, rope. Just tell Let's me. Let's see what you do with it. Just tell me. Just tell me what you did. Yeah. Because I know you're a good person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then El and, Sharpton shows up as a bad cop. You'll just unburden yourself to me, and everything will be fine. I'll help you after all of this. No, n- none of that is true. This guy's not going to help you. The cops will not help you. This is a fucking disaster. Yeah. And then Al Sharpton shows up with like a leather duster and he's just like, where, where's the racism? Tell me, tell me every racist thing that you've ever said. Yeah. No, this guy, whoever he's reaching out to is thrilled to, uh, set fire to an old white man. Don under the bus. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Fuck you, dude. I think that... Fuck all that. <laughs> I think that this next clip is a very human experience across most people in the melting pot of America to have. What are the people over there on the right saying? And he said, you know, at the core of every uh, black person, they say, you have to understand this. They believe that white people don't like them. And they believe that no matter how good a white person is, that at some point it comes out like it came out with you. And that just confirms what they think. And if you'll say this, what will they say? Well, I just take, I want everybody to take it from a typical white guy that white people don't claim Don Imus. No. Nobody want nobody wants to be associated with him. He's not funny. He's boring. He's out of touch with reality, and he's only relevant because he has a voice for the radio. I'd say he's only relevant because Howard Stern shit on him for years. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know before that. I never bothered to listen to anything Don Imus because it was like milk toast nonsense, morning show bullshit. Yeah, way back then, like in the fifties or whatever the whenever he was popular. I don't even know. I can't even nail down anything that this guy has anything to say. What I will say is that resonates with me. Um, I'm going to tangent here slightly. I started watching the Bass Reeves, the Lawman Bass Reeves show on Paramount. Did you, have you seen that yet? Or I've been meaning to watch you seen it. that it's out there? So if you don't know, Bass Reeves is actually who uh, the Lone Ranger was based on um, way back when. And uh, it turns out... They're just like, oh, he's black. Just make a white guy wear a black mask. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's that's how we'll skirt that issue. But here, a little history of this show, maybe. Andy and I saw The Lone Ranger in theaters when we were like five years old with our grandfather. It was like one of the first movies. The original one, not the Army Hammer one. No, not the Army Hammer one. The the overdubbed one. Um, They all stink. With uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd as the bad guy, Cavendish. Um, But point, point being... When I found out that, it, and it was like legitimately I th- like my childhood hero. We had the toys, and what stuck with me, it still sticks with me now, is whenever I hear this, that, or the other thing, is that what drew me to the character, because um, people say, oh, you know, Tonto was his servant, and it's all just like white whitewashed or whatever to put a white man into the position of uh, who was historically a black guy and it's all fairly racist whatever what i always liked about it was there they were 
friends as kids. It, it had nothing to do with race or anything like they that. Were they grew blood up brothers. They were blood brothers. The 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 best part of that story is their friendship, not their race. Mm-hmm. It was never anything about that. And when I heard about Bass Reeves, I was just like, this is almost even cooler. I didn't even know it was like a real thing. And I started watching the show. And it's heavily, you know, slave, you know, runaway slave, oh, slave right. and everything no, like that. I'm not going to watch it. No, it's still worth watching. I'm not going to say it's a good show because I've only watched two episodes of it. Um, but I at least want to hear that story told, hmm. you know? Um, I'm I was not really, really sure. Like, I was legitimately writing a Lone Ranger movie right. when they announced the Army Hammer You should have kept going because I, their version sucked. Yeah, I really should have. That It was such an abortion. I was really disappointed. Yeah. And then it, it would have been better if they actually leaned into the Lone Ranger is a cannibal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we should do Army Hammer. I don't know. He must have apologized mm, at some point. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. He's I so rich. He just kind of went away, but... Well, he's rich as fuck at will, House of Hammer. I will say that the one thing that... I agree with Don Imus on is that women's basketball is unwatchable. Yeah. Moving on. Don has gone out of his way to try and spend even more time with the people that hate him and his belief system. So I want these, uh, I've, I've asked these, the Reverend uh, DeForest stores to, to, to see if these young women will allow me to come apologize to them and their families and their coach. And he said he would work on that. And, 10.30 Saturday night, I talked to Bob McKay, who was the athletic director. Was a lovely Stuttering John would call him a dotard here. Yeah. <laughs> I talked to Harold Ford all weekend. and uh, I talked to Phil Griffin. God bless him. actually reached out to Reverend the Sharpton when Phil I asked Griffin? him to. Phil Griffin? And, and told Reverend Sharpton that, that, uh, that, well, that I wanted to, t- to talk with him. And so that's just how that came about. <laughs> all right. Would that work, though? The, like, the way teams line up and uh, slap hands. If we all just do a hands across America where we're just like a good game, good game, white people and black people, everybody just, uh, you know, let's just all forgive each other. Yeah. And racism's over. Yeah. That's, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. Sorry. It's I'm the just... plan of a child, Don. I got to come back slightly because I did lose the point of the whole Lone Ranger thing. Was that? Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, but I, I, but I, I, I missed the point. Like I did the whole setup, but I didn't yeah. hit the point. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You, you said I don't know why we're talking about this, so I wanted to come back to it. In the, in the, in the show, they touch on the point that uh, it's a Bass Reeves talking to a Native American person at the time, and they see like um, uh, Union soldiers, white Union soldiers with guns and stuff, and they're just like, yeah, it's a white man with a gun, and that's just how we view them mm-hmm. like it they are just a threat it's just a a threat moving through the town and that's how they perceive them mm-hmm. and so what that guy is saying is you know that that that's how black people look at white people it, you're just a threat to them that it, anyway i just wanted to wrap up that point in my movie script, the, the horse, black people are the threat. The oh. horse Silver was a circus horse, and it could fight people. Like the horse would like run up and fight people too, like a, a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. But rear up and like punch guys in the face, and then it would climb a ladder and jump off a diving board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, the horse was gonna be a big part. All right. Anyway, <laughs> green light it. All right. So Don is not saying he has black friends. He's not saying that. 
these young women also need to know, not as an excuse, mansplaining. After what I'm going to say now, do I expect these young women to say, "Oh, well, he he works with black children, or he has black friends"? That means he can say this. That's not what I'm saying. But they need to know that I'm a good person who said a bad thing. And there's a big difference. We have a ranch in uh, New Mexico for kids with cancer and blood disorders and so on. And it opened and we found it. It's been almost 10 years. And half, nearly half of the kids who come there are from minority groups. uh, Native American, Hispanic, Asian American. Uh, an Asian American girl just won the Iris Rass Rodeo this past spring. Oh, so he is saying he has black friends. Let's throw some Asians and Native Americans in there too while we're at it. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? (laughs) The whole rest of this segment is Don saying that his charity work equals not racist. 10% of the kids who come to our ranch are African American. It's not, I'm not a white man who doesn't know any African Americans. And these, and my wife and I did, we run this ranch. We don't have counselors. The whole basis of this ranch is these parents from all over this country and all over the world, they send their children to this ranch because they know that my wife and I are going to be their parents for 10 days. They live in the house with us. Uh, they eat with us. They're with us 24 hours a day. You're There's not an African-American uh, parent on the planet who, would, who, who has sent their child to uh, the Armistice Ranch who didn't trust me and trust my wife. Thank, mercifully, I know precious little about Don Imus. Yeah. The one other thing I know yeah. is that he walks around with a cowboy hat on right. like a complete jerk off. Right. Because yeah. of this ranch. That's important for people to understand is he wore this ranch as like a badge of honor, like to the <laughs> point where he's wearing, shield. wearing a fucking prop on his fucking head to let everybody know what a good guy he is. He's in New York City wearing a fucking cowboy hat like a jack off yeah. to let everybody know that he has a cancer charity ranch a or whatever ranch the fuck in he's running. Yeah. Is it in, is that where it was? Whatever. I don't know who gives a shit. But that's just the level of dickhead he was. Mm-hmm. Now, things are going to take a dark, not racist, turn. And um, when these kids die, uh, we don't just go to the white kids' funeral. Uh, little Michael Morton, God bless him, uh, he turned 17 years old on Christmas Day. He died January 1st. And my wife and I, of course, went to his funeral. It was a home-going service down in near Philadelphia. My, my wife is from Connecticut, never been to one of those. I don't know. I think these kids are dying because of the Imus Ranch. <laughs> What's I think he this putting is, in their food? I think this is get out and nope combined together. <laughs> Did you get out? That's nope. where uh, Jordan Peele got all of his ideas from. Was yeah. the Imus radio show. He visited the Imus Ranch once. <laughs> and Don is so not racist that he treats everyone equally, even terminally ill black kids. Uh, he knew that we loved him, and his he'd been to the ranch twice. Two years ago, he came to the ranch, and he he desperately wanted to win that ranch belt buckle. And uh, I knew what I, he was terminal then. And I had the stopwatch, and I could have let him win easily. But he would have known that, and I would have known that. And so he was pissed, and he at me, 
at everybody else because he didn't win it. He came back last year. He came back last year. And he tried with all his heart not this to, year. to win, and he didn't win again. <laughs> Sorry about your last wish, kid, but if I don't let the Asian girl win, then we're both racist, and mm-hmm. Al Sharpton won't stand for it. You know what's more important than not being racist? Integrity in sporting events. Yeah, yes. Like women's basketball, for instance. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this whole segment up with uh, an uplifting final clip. And I could have let him win, but he, well, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do that, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't have wanted me to do that. And then he went home, and he died on Christmas Day. So, and these kids come out there and uh, with sickle cell uh, anemia. So I, I, so I know African-American children. Great. And I'm, so I, I don't need to come to Jesus' experience. What are do we they, talking about? <laughs> do they all have sickle cell done? Is that the only thing black children die from? Why are you that. bringing that up? <laughs> it's just uh, ingrained in what you know and believe about black folks, I guess. Well, did he say it was like specifically for blood disorders? I don't know. Are they just terminally ill and that like lends itself to leukemia, I guess? Uh, yeah, probably. Blood cancer. I don't know. Um, it's just like you know that that's... I'm trying to know less about Don Imus at this point, not more yeah. about what his ranch does for the dying children community. Did Don Imus invent ranch dressing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so on a, on a positive note, he was fired over this and died about four years ago. So we can all be but, glad about that. But as, Another win for equality in the Rutgers basketball as, program. What, Ed? I think he got hired again. Yeah, I think no. he went to CBS afterwards. Oh, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. he he did. He got fired from this current saying, position. He, yeah, he got fired and was hired again at CBS. The good part I'm was saying. that he's dead. Yeah, yeah. But also, I mean, as we navigate all of the apologies in the world, right? Where where are we? At? We're almost at. Thir- this is episode, episode thirty. This will be. I don't know because it's going in the bank. Yeah. So. The last one was 30. The last one was 30. Yeah. Okay, so 30 apologies in the things that we're navigating here. Sometimes you just have to know when you're beat, right? This old man who said something wrong, walk off into the fuck, hang hang that cowboy hat right on the microphone and walk away. You know, say your sorries and just be done. I, I pray that I have the wherewithal to do that because that I was just talking about another guy that I used to work with who suffered... Like the loss of a finger right. in a, a giant supermarket chain working for the biggest beverage company in the world goes out, gets four, hurt for months. Like he's out for months in rehab right? and doesn't file a lawsuit, right. comes back to work like washed up and out of the game yeah. and has two accidents in two months and gets fired right? when he should have had hundreds of thousands of dollars at in least, settlement at least so the, these guys just don't know when to call it a day i don't i don't know if it's like fear of learning how to golf just like go do something else for fuck's sake go ride your horses yeah sometimes what the, the uh, japanese word for problem is the same word as opportunity <laughs> if you lose a digit on the job go home and do the gritty in your front yard because you hit the fucking lottery you and the gritty. Throw the bees. All right. 
so the Writers Guild apology. That I mean, that's not. I mean, that was this. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck the... You know what? I, I mean, I want those people to make a decent living, but also know where know when the writing's on the wall. Don't strike over fucking AI. It's inevitable. Don't strike over inevitability. You know, that's where, that's where we're at now. I mean, you got to figure out how to work with the tools you have. Leverage it. Don't fucking fight it. Um, thanks for fucking over TV for the next three months, I guess, or whatever it is. It's going to be trash. Everybody should just uh, listen to podcasts. That's what I suggest. And then uh, Don Imus' apology. What do we think about? It's dog shit. I don't really think that he he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how racist what he said was, right? I don't. I, I guess if we're talking apology specific, yeah, he doesn't know. But, I mean, that's like your doddering, you know, uncle at Thanksgiving talking about Lord knows what and just being offensive. And I think, I think what he said deserves for him to be fired mainly because I just don't like Imus. but I think what he was saying in his apology segment that we listened to was sincere. He made some good points, you know, like the, I, I do respect the, you know, uh, uh, murder versus accidental Involuntary death. Involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a valid point. But I also don't believe that, like, in the moment, it was, like, the lowest hanging fruit possible to be, like, these tattooed, nappy-headed hoes, whatever. Like, it's just, it's not funny. It's not, it's not even a joke, really. Like, yeah. it's just terrible. Yeah. So the offense is really bad comedy. So it was a sincere apology that fell on deaf ears. Apologize. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, that's definitely it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode, but I don't want to forget to oh. encourage people to go to the Comedy at the Carlson website and March 9th. Come to the show, the live show, March 9th, Subreddit Surfing Live, featuring stand up comedy from Carl Hamburger, the All Apologies podcast, and Vinnie Paulino. Subreddit and Surfing, yeah. Featuring, featuring Vinny and Cardiff. Yeah. So that's going to be good. We're going to be... kick it off, I guess, or... No, Carl is kicking it off. Oh, Carl's... Been... Oh, I've... that's right. I heard that on the show. I've Car... been corrected. You said Carl... You thought Carl was headlining? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. It's run by Who a potato, knows? for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> but, till then, please go find the All Apologies Podcast Instagram account. We have uh, jokes on there every day. And I encourage you to comment, leave apologies, and issue apologies, demand apologies. Also, go to uh, find our RSS feed and comment and subscribe to the show on Spotify. For Joe Sixpack, I'm Andy Q. Public. Stay, Stay sorry. sorry.